0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. And welcome in to episode 39, K Fape Council, the show where we review and critique news topics and segments in the world of professional wrestling. My name is Pretty Tony, and alongside me, as always, is the TF Joker. Joker, what's the crack, brother? What's going on?
1: It is check's notes. 20 past 5 in the morning. Yes, we have just got done watching the Elimination Chamber as well as the very close and, uh, you know, straight after press conference that was 100% super informative. And I'm tired, PT. I'm very, I'm very tired. I even had a nap. I had an energy drink. But I think my body rejects all that is uh, unholy and uh, only wants to sleep. So, yeah.
0: As mentioned by Joker, we are recording this directly after WWE's Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. So both of us are very fresh in our minds about the results, but also extremely tired and a little bit out of it, so we apologize slightly in advance. If we get a little rambly or we get slightly off-topic, but the bewilderment hopefully will overcome into a solid conversation for you.
1: Oh yeah, 100%. I will probably ramble and then just completely finish my statement and then just be confused for a second and then say something completely different. If that happens, I can but apologize, but I shall go to sleep very soon.
0: We cannot confirm nor deny that that is sort of a deviation from the normally scheduled programming that we do on the regular, notwithstanding, it was quite the pay-per-view that we'll get into momentarily, but yeah, it was
1: least this time I have an excuse, PT. Okay. At least this time I have an excuse for rambling and then just not finishing my point.
0: Okay. A lot of us run on no little to no sleep, which is probably you and I specifically. But we will uh, are excited to kind of get into this one for sure. All right. Before we jump into the episode proper, we here at Kfabe Council are saddened to hear the passing of Jerry Jarrett. My thoughts are with his family, friends, and fans at this time. Alright, as a reminder, you can find us in video form at youtube.com slash and in audio form where you podcast from. On this week's episode, we look at the
2: fallout from WWE Elimination Chamber. So, coming up first. The first match on the card, the women's elimination
0: chamber match for number one contendership for the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania 39. We saw Asuka, Liv Morgan, Nikki Cross, Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia, and Carmella fighting it out. Again, I have to say, Joker, this was uh, this was a fun matchup. Honestly, a lot of the women putting in some solid work. To uh, to be fair, I have note here. One of the memorable moments within the match itself was a top rope sunset powerbomb from Liv Morgan to Raquel, which only somehow managed a kickout as well. And then also here, striking combination onto Raquel, excuse me, from Carmella and Asuka, which ended up eliminating a Raquel. So, um, Joker, I'll throw it over to you. Just overall impressions and thoughts on the women's Elimination Chamber matchup
3: so like the, these these women put on
1: a hell of a show I thought this was a fantastic absolutely fantastic uh, Elimination Chamber match um, I, I go back to it all the time but I think my favorite Elimination Chamber match is whenever Shayna Baszler completely crushed absolutely everybody a few years ago and she was just a complete absolute monster in that match and it's been my favorite ever since this one is going to be a close second, um, and it was because there was a couple of nice little spots in there there was uh, the ladies were using the gauge uh the the chain link very well. Uh, they weren't really uh, trying to have a match just on the outside, as you've seen like uh, in some men's and women's matches before they're just trying to use the outside to maybe do a little bit of damage there, throwing people into a couple of other things, but they're actually using the chains and stuff, sticking heads through, wrapping them around teeth, you know making it look like they're actually doing some solid uh some solid no holds barred action it was really really fun to see um the live morgan spot the sunset flip power bomb that should have been the elimination honestly uh because that was that was peak that was a hundred percent i i kept up the date with twitter while we were watching um because obviously I, I had mentioned we were watching we were talking like throughout the entirety of this match and i was keeping up the date with them everybody was talking about that spot like that was just a Cool spot to see. Um, and then uh I, I just have to say though, the only person that was ever going to win this match was Asuka. If you realize what the reward for this match was, nobody would be picking Ra- Raquel. Like, no harm to Raquel, but she was not going to WrestleMania. She was not facing Bianca Belair because as we were talking about before, maybe if it was a SummerSlam, maybe it was Survivor Series, anything else other than wrestlemania yeah she would have a chance but for a for a person who's coming into this and her her gimmick is big back rodriguez uh i was just kind of a little bit meh she had some really really good spots that showed her off as a strong powerhouse of the division and whenever she gets to the level of uh of sort of getting thrown out in front of people where she can compete with the Rhea Ripley's and Bianca Belair's then 100% she's going to be amazing but whenever all your gimmick is is just to have a big back and people make comment about that I, I just kind of can't see you as a Wrestlemania main event right this second so my only idea was how are we getting to ask a winning man? And then we had Corey Corey Graves just being like Carmella is as smart as the day is long and then, um, ET will attest to this in a moment, but uh, I, I, I just wasn't seeing how smart she was considering we are in the teal end of winter. The day is not very long. Carmella is not very smart.
0: To that most recent and last point, I was sort of laughing to myself because the moment Corey Graves tried to put over his wife, Carmella, saying she is smart as the day is long, I believe she went for a cover got a two count and then immediately as Corey was saying that went to jaw with Asuka who was still in her pod for almost the guts of about one minute so it may not have sort of backed up his play but I can understand he's a good brother trying to trying to keep favors and put over his wife I get it bro I get it 100% if you're trying to put over your wife I love that for you that's
1: great but maybe time it a little bit better to make your wife look smart as the day is long. Because right then, no, my guy, that was just, it was bad. It was a bad look. And it just made her look really poor in that second. Because, like you said, she just walked off and, and started jawing to ask a still in her pod, like, why are you wasting time with me? What the heck?
0: outside of that little kind of bit of a funny moment yes again ladies put in a lot of work there you mentioned the strength of raquel at one point she had a uh, sort of front facing carry with uh, one of the ladies and another woman on her back it may have been uh live morgan but either way her just standing there holding two bodies right there for probably at least like 10 seconds or so the strength you can't undermine male or female anyone just be able to kind of do that and carry two bodies is just putting on, putting in some work.
1: 100%. Yeah.
0: To an earlier point about the sunset flip power bomb from live onto Raquel. That's a huge spot. And interestingly enough, I was sort of perplexed that it may have not been the sort of elimination piece for Raquel, but like before mentioned, they had sort of a double team by Carmela and Asuka onto Raquel, sort of make her look strong in defeat. That notwithstanding. So, all around strong play from all the ladies in this matchup. And finally, here, you mentioned that Asuka ended up winning this match and will face Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania 39. To be fair, Asuka was the sort of number one kind of leading bet. I don't know about odds specifically, but she was sort of the one or the forefront person that everybody was thinking. Who's going to win this match? You know, I think it's a strong matchup and a solid matchup to have Asuka and Bianca at WrestleMania. And we talked during the show itself. We mentioned that we were thinking for Raquel. Maybe it's a little too early, maybe not necessarily at Mania now, but again, we both agreed maybe like as a SummerSlam opponent or somewhere down the line when she gets a little bit more sort of time, or at least. Shown to the fans as a presence to the company that uh, she can be that because she's had strong run in NXT as a champion, she's shown she be, she can uh, be a champion as well on SmackDown as well. So there's something there, but I feel like maybe just the timing quite isn't right. But we feel kudos to all the women here putting in that work
2: and having a solid matchup and strong opener to open
3: the paper. Can't agree more. It was such a such
1: a good um such a good showing for an awful lot of people. Like we had a really good spot for Nikki Cross just to show how insane she was. Liv passed out from two uh from two submissions. Carmella got to show how smart she was. Uh Asuka got to win. Raquel, like you said, um got to, you know, carry two people uh and show just how strong she was and how uh how athletic she is. Um and Natalia got to be the boat. Um, so, uh, you know, varying degrees of, of success for these women, but overall, uh, the, the entire thing is, uh, is a success as an opening bite. and uh, congratulations to Asuka, because uh, Bianca Belair, contrary to what she tweeted out, is not ready for this Asuka.
2: Alright, couldn't agree more,
0: so congratulations to Asuka, and kudos to all the ladies and the women involved, putting on a solid opening matchup in the elimination chamber those were our thoughts on the women's elimination chamber opening matchup let us know down in the comment section below on youtube or hit us up on twitter and instagram let us know what your thoughts were on oscar winning as well as the women's
2: combatants and the chamber matchup to open the pay-per-view all right coming up to the next matchup here Big ol' Haas matchup of Bobby Lashley
0: taking on Beast Incarnate himself, the now christened Cowboy Brock Lesnar. Gotta say, whenever it comes to these big Haas matchups, and especially Lesnar matchups, they do not disappoint in terms of the hard-hitting pieces. Gotta say, filled the matchups with F5s from Lesnar's and Spears from Lashley. Uh, but ultimately, in this rather short matchup here of the hard-hitting nature, Lashley ends up winning by DQ when Lesnar goes to mule kick Lashley while being
2: in the hurtlock. Joker, what were your impressions of this hoss battle?
1: I love me a big hoss battle, you know, like whenever it's just two big uh, meaty men slapping meat. To uh, paraphrase Mr. Biggie, another one of my absolute favorite, absolute units. Uh, big fan of Bobby Lashers. Bobby who? Bobby Lashers? Bobby Lashley? The king of just making you pass out because he don't let you tap out. Love that man. Can't believe how freaking amazing he is. And then you have Cowboy Brock that... Um, <laughs> I just love the audacity of Cowboy Brock. Um, yeah, it starts off with uh, with Bobby trying to get him into the heart lock, Brock. and he uh, can't quite get him. So this this starts the whole spear f five, spear f five, f five, f five, spear spear f five, and then I'm just going to keep on trying to uh, get you into this thing. It obviously wasn't a technical marvel. We had been throwing uh, we had been throwing these guys at each other, and they just wanted to scrap. They just wanted to fight. Um, it wasn't going to be some technical 20 minute, uh, classic, 30 minute classic. It was just going to be two meaty men slapping meat. Um, and, uh, I'm a wee bit annoyed by the ending of it, but in fact, there's, there's no but. I'm not going to make any silver lining. I don't want to hear any silver lining about it. I'm really annoyed. That this is the way this ended. Uh, I didn't like the fact that we had this mule kick to, uh, to get the DQ. I thought it was yes um I really wanted to see this match go on. I know there will be a match, you know, WrestleMania, that's their silver lining. I really don't care. Uh I wanted this match today. I love both of these combatants. I thought they were fantastic in the build up. <sighs> We've been disappointed, honestly.
0: Yeah, a little bit possible controversy when it comes to the type of finish. We're getting a DQ as mentioned here, but see post match just Lesnar just getting his heat back. He ends up hitting two F5s, one of which he's putting Bobby through a table. And also, lead us not to forget that he also hits two F5s on the referee as well. A little uh, little work, a little shoot ski, who knows? Either way, you know, with the controversy or the controversial nature of the ending, you mentioned uh Romania is coming up in about six weeks' time. So do we see a possible matchup between these two? at Wrestlemania
1: really don't care honestly really don't care I I wanted it tonight and I think that that is why I don't really care about the the silver lining uh or the future of this I I wanted it tonight I thought this would be
3: something fun it was for about two minutes and then the mule kick happened and I was just like okay cool so yeah
2: yeah like we said a little bit disappointing but you know, it's one of those
0: things where the ending of E matches themselves have been a little weird to say the least, but I will throw it over you on this sort of last notion we have here on Friday Night Smackdown. Mr. Bray Wyatt ended up calling out the uh, winner who was left standing, supposedly, of the matchup between Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. So... Will that come into play, possibly, as a next matchup for these men?
1: Well, as the last outing between these two individuals, the winner and who was left standing are two different people. Bobby Lasher's was the winner of uh, this match, but Brock was the one who was standing, whereas it was rules re- reversed at their, their master crown jewel. I don't think that we'll ever see a Brock versus Bray match. I don't think that that is a match that will happen. Uh, I think the more likely outcome is Brock or Bray versus uh, Bobby. But I don't see how that goes ahead unless we do something silly like have the Firefly Funhouse versus the Hurt Business. Um, Even saying that is sounding very ridiculous to me. So I will uh, reserve judgment and see how this plays out. I am not sure if I'm looking forward to that, honestly.
2: I tend to agree to be a little confusing. Like you
0: said, basically Bray was saying, you know, I'll I'll take on the sort of surviving member, essentially in so many words, paraphrasing. But yeah, as we were sort of discussing it as the pay-per-view was going on, I think a Brock and Bray matchup. Feel like it potentially could happen, but I feel like Brock would sort of no sell all the sort of shenanigans that might happen in like promos and sort of skits or sort of in a build up thing. Brock would just sort of not have any of that. But Bobby, a uh, uh, Bobby Lashley could entertain at least some of that stuff in terms of a build up to a match with Bray Wyatt. So I gotta say, just all well, we've gotten a sample size of. His interactions with an L.A. Knight, yeah, yeah, but we gotta see how that could transition to a different opponent of a different stature. So I don't know. I'd be sort of superfluously interested in a Bray matchup between either one of these guys, but I feel like it be a lot of it it would be in the buildup.
1: Yeah, like 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 you said, um, Brock suffers no shenanigans, so. Whereas the match, you know, as the match would go ahead, the match would be fine, but the build up would be better with Bobby than the build up uh, with Brock. Brock, I don't know, he would corpse uh, on uh, on some of the stuff that uh, Bray is saying, honestly. So I think I'll have to hard pass on that one. Um, even though I kind of want a hard
3: pass on both, but uh, if we have to pick one, I feel like it's going to be Bobby versus Bray.
2: All right, fair enough. Well. I would
0: uh, be down to see maybe a slightly different matchup. Obviously, a Brock Lesnar versus a Bobby Lashley is a little bit more of a sort of special event that we've had three times already. So maybe it's time for them to sort of go their separate ways. And if Bray calling out the winner, per se, is that kind of direction, it's a little different. But I'd be intrigued, shall we say,
2: about a possible matchup between those men. So. Those were our thoughts on Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar's
0: match here at Elimination Chamber. Let us know down in the comment section below on YouTube or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram and let us know what you thought was happening and were you satisfied with the DQ finish or not? Or
2: did you want to see something different? Tell us down below. Alright, coming up to the third matchup here, the Grit Couple, Edge and Beth Phoenix Hall of Famers
0: taking on the Judgment Day, Finn Balor and 2023 Royal Rumble winner Rhea Ripley. Honestly, when you get sort of the athleticness of a Finn Balor and the just strength and overall kind of toughness that is a Rhea Ripley as well as a Beth Phoenix and the kind of Sort of sneaky kind of shenanigan and uh, technicality that we have in the Edge, we're gonna have an interesting matchup. And I gotta say, there were early on the face-off between Beth and Rhea, obviously them having a bit more of a sort of vested interest because we've seen a matchup with Finn and Edge, but that was a uh, kind of fun of ex- fun of exchange. Excuse me happening with these two ladies just laying in shots and trying to work together what were your thoughts on the sort of early portion of the matchup
3: i mean we, we
1: obviously talked about this in the in the lead up in the intro to the match like uh finn's going to be the one to take the pin you know we, we we ran through all of the little scenarios while they were doing their entrances and I kind of said, oh yeah, it'll be a case of we'll see uh we'll see Rhea take on Edge for a little bit. Beth will probably give Ben a slap or two. Um we we were sort of right, you know, there was there was those was, was, was those things. Um obviously Dom Dom, the, the biggest heel in the game, uh was was sort of um instrumental in the Judgment Days win. Uh, because, you know, he, he knows just how to win uh, at all costs, having been locked up in the pen. So, you know, the early doors, it really wasn't surprising to see the guy started off and then retreat back. What was surprising was the length of time that we got with Beth and Ray. And it's not... A detraction. I'm just surprised because I was super happy with the amount of time we got to see Beth versus Rhea in this match. Like they were the focal point of this match. Like you said, we have seen a Finn versus Edge match. This is Beth's really first match, and I don't know how long since she retired in in the ring um, and hasn't done the, the obviously Royal Rumble uh, appearances, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, but as a one-on-one this was just Beth the Glamazon versus Rhea the Eradicator as, uh, as as she is known um and oh my goodness it was fantastic the Chops would make some men wince um you know they were doing they were doing the clothesline spot they were you know one that one ran into one and wouldn't budge ran into the other wouldn't budge and then they just ran in uh you know close lines to each other neither of them would go down um I thought I thought it was just a fantastic show of strength from both of these fantastic competitors uh, and this is what I want from these big units uh like I don't know I don't know Ria is in my opinion the top of the food chain when it comes to female wrestlers right now in WWE. she doesn't have a belt but She's coming for them. Okay. She is going to be the top of this women's division. And she is going to be a dominant force. Just like Bianca Belair is a dominant force on Raw, she will be a dominant force on, on SmackDown. Uh, because I feel like the only person who can really put an end to John Cena slash Bianca Belair is, is Rhea Ripley. Because she is just amazing. Um, And this really just showcase that because she did whatever it took to win
0: agreed it was one of those where they maybe had a little stumble in the footwork department but that notwithstanding the double clothesline spot sort of the the chops and the sort of forearms back and forth and just kind of showing that these two women were very tough and, and and strong and willing to go at one another and sort of not backing down was probably the one part obviously Rhea being the strong contender as you've mentioned already and winning the just putting on a show obviously in the royal Rumble, and beth having that sort of pedigree being a hall of famer and that having a strong representation not to say that one or the other gave each other a little Rubsky, but i felt like it was one something that we wanted to see for a minute because they were building it up obviously with the extreme rules piece and then the sort of follow-up at royal rumble and also just kind of giving each other, and just giving as good as each other got. So I felt like it was a good representation, or just a good piece of kind of showing these ladies to be strong. But in the sort of latter half of the match, we did have a little bit of a slip up here that we had to mention. There was a Dom throwing in the brass knuckles to try to sort of even the field here and get an advantage, but Rhea ends up hitting Edge with. The brass knucks. We go for a cover from Finn. Ref hits the one. Ref hits the two. Pulls his arm for the three, and then we see Edge lift a shoulder, and then just a sec, half a second right after Beth comes flying in to try to break it up. So a little bit of a rough moment here. Couldn't get that sort of clean. Thank goodness we didn't show that on a replay, but. That notwithstanding, I felt like it was just a fun uh, match. They hit most of the sort of spots they wanted to hit Little besides that little sort of hiccup and the footwork piece. But interesting finish of the match as Beth and Edge do a little FTR tribute, hitting that little big rig slash shatter machine on Finn for the win. And like you mentioned as well, we wanted to have the notion of Beth and Edge winning to get their heat back from the vicious attack at Extreme Rules. But we didn't want to have Rhea looking weak and taking a decision because she's lining up to face Charlotte at WrestleMania. So Finn, unfortunately, as the sort of lowest uh, person on the totem pole, as you will, had to sort of kind of take the decision. So Interesting tribute, little hiccups, but I thought it was a fun match overall.
1: Yeah, um, you and I had uh disagreement until we went back about how that little botch went. Uh hi Matthew. Um we we had a little look at it again and yeah, it was the the one, the two, the ref gimmicking the, the three, and
3: then Edge put his arm up and then Beth came in. I I So I blame this on the ref for
1: not communicating that Beth is not going to make the save, Uh, and uh, it it should have it should have been communicated a little bit better than that. You know, it is what it is. It was funny to see. It detracted very little, honestly. Uh, I thought the spot was funny as heck because uh, Dom Dom, you know, saving mommy with the the brass knucks. If you look closely. The brass knucks actually bounce and almost hit Rhea in the face, <laughs> um, so that's another little nugget in this match where things went comedically wrong. Uh, and obviously, the setup of uh, of Beth on the on the steel steps was nowhere near uh, where Rhea eventually did use the chair. So I don't know what she was going for there. Um, and then, yes, I, I did like the uh, the Shatter Machine. Uh, call out apparently uh there was uh people in the twitterverse saying that um that uh, was a dash uh, uh dash cash the man uh actually helped edge with his return to the ring uh so a nice little tribute there for uh for them i I just thought it was really nice you know some people might read too much into it but you know ftr coming back to wwe there's there's no there's no doubt that they're going to eventually come back but uh, I think this is uh, stirring chum in the waters for for those people who are like, "Ooh, it's going to happen." Um, but yeah. Uh, Finn having to take the pin here—definitely a uh, decision that you pointed out, uh, and I completely agreed with. There's there's nothing that's nothing that you can do to Rhea right now, so it had to be Finn, even though we both love Finn an awful lot and there's no way a 40 year old man is allowed to look that dang good so maybe this is his punishment
0: that man has not had a carbohydrate since probably 2002 but like we said like Joker mentioned I myself along with Joker are big Finn Balor Prince Devitt Fergal Devitt fans that notwithstanding like we said it, we want to keep Rhea looking strong and edge and beth had to sort of get their revenge so as much as it pained me to say that finn kind of had to take the decision it was what it was and like we mentioned little hiccups aside like that little piece with the sort of trying to break up the pin like joker mentioned didn't attract too much or if at all from the matchup itself but yeah just sort of fun matchup and like we see edge and beth end up winning And we will see sort of what's going on. A little interesting note coming out of the press conference. Edge throwing down a little bit of a challenge to the U.S. champion, who we will talk about in a moment. So interesting to kind of see what's next for Mr. Edge Sexton Hardcastle himself. All right. So those were our thoughts on... The judgment day facing off against the grit couple. Let us know down in the comment section below on YouTube or
2: this up on Twitter, Instagram, and let us know what your thoughts were on the mixed tag team match. All right. The next matchup here, the
0: men's elimination chamber for the WWE United States championship. We see champion Austin Theory taking on Seth Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Ronson Reed, Damian Priest, and Montez Ford. Gotta say, one can argue, may not have been the most anticipated matchup of the night, but in terms of if you're looking at the stat sheet, man, this could have definitely been a match of the night contender. All six of these guys just putting in work putting in just spots and spots here. I'll mention some of the notable action that happened here. We have Seth clotheslining Gargano, who was sitting in an electric chair position on Bronson Reed's shoulders here into literally a poison Rana that looked very rough. We were a little concerned with Bronson taking that move, but he ended up being okay.
2: Another
0: huge Notable spot, we saw the legend himself, Montez Ford, just climbing to the top of that chamber and just hitting that just drop sort of (laughs) crossbody. He looked a little scary, but everybody was, uh, was okay afterwards. So Montez just giving it socks and putting in all that effort. Something that we were discussing throughout the match sort of being a little bit of a booker Sort of the armchair booker here. Bronson elimination was handled very, very solidly with a combination of the baby faces, Gargano slingshot DDT into a Seth stomp and into a gorgeous Montez Ford frog splash. So very, very fantastic. A couple other pieces here. Hurricane Rana to Seth, who was standing on the top of the pod. Oh, that looked a little scary. You could see sort of Seth. uh, inching closer to the edge of the top of the chamber to set it up but that was great luckily no one was hurt and then uh, some shenanigans ensued before we address that at the moment joker this was a solid solid match again all six of these guys just putting in work thoughts on the matchup
1: I mean, you you mentioned it there at the the start of your comments, like this this could be a match of the night contender. Um, we'll get into Roman Reigns, Sami in, in terms of storyline, you know. So we'll we'll put that aside. This is the match of the night, hundred percent. This is the match of the night uh, for me personally, uh, regardless of what happened in Roman and Sami, because there there were so many uh, sort of head and heart decisions. For me personally, about which one who I wanted to win, what I wanted to see, and what was going to go, what was going to happen. uh Just starting off, Montez Ford looked like a million bucks coming into this match. He looked so good. We, I'm not 100 sure, but I think we come out of the Bianca probably made his uh probably made his gear. If she did, and if that is confirmed, she did a fantastic job. He came out looking like so many millions of dollars uh and i cannot wait for the day that man holds singles gold because spoiler alert he did not win tonight he should have won uh, he was he was super good in this match tonight um whenever he was in his uh whenever he was in his chamber pod he was just kind of stood there he was everybody else was like giling and, and giving beans and all this here to everybody else he just kind of stood there whenever johnny gargano went past you know, gave him a bit of a fist bump through the through the plexiglass um but uh like you said we 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 sort of armchair booked throughout the this match as well, and there was one person in particular who I am a big fan of uh that being Bronson Reed. If you have been a long time watcher of the channel uh you might might see a little scene uh quick hit of mine from many moons ago uh between jonah uh uh between the two big kaiju. Uh, featuring Jonah really uh, in uh, the G1 Climax and it was it was from then that I really was 100% all-in on uh, Jonah, now Bronson Reed. I need this man to be big, I need this man to have that monster, monster heat. And um, whenever we were going through the match we were kind of guessing who was coming out next. I'm like, okay, okay, so this is going to happen. Bronson comes out next, Lays everybody out. Then Tez comes out. He leads the charge on taking Bronson. Bronson's the first to be eliminated. And that was us at like the third, pod, like the second pod open or whatever it was. Not a hundred, like pretty much 100% happened. I don't think it's, you know, we're not Nostradamus or here or anything, but like, come on. It, it was, it's needed to be happened. Everybody on Twitter, like I said, I've been keeping an eye on it throughout the entire uh, pay per view. was pretty much saying they need to handle this right and they did he took i think in the end he took one super kick nah it didn't go down two super kick nah it didn't go down three super kick kind of got a bit rattled then he took the finishers from the baby faces he took the stomp he took uh whatever johnny does he just wrestles i don't care about him and then he took that sublime uh frog splash from uh from the future big dog champion uh Tez himself like he was handled perfectly. He went on a bit of a monster rampage, loved that for him, uh, and he was taken down by multiple baby faces, which is what needed to be done. Man's got big things coming to him. Um, but like that's not to be detracted from everybody. Like Austin did his job really, really well. He interfered with a lot of things, you know. Um, we we, we sort of the he had the Carmella effect in this match, maybe not as smart as the day was long himself either. Uh, interfering with uh, finishers being put on his own, his opponents. Uh, it's better for him to actually want these people to be eliminated. Do not stop them from being eliminated. Little bit uh, of uh, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a of an issue I had. Um, uh, Big Damien Priest, Archer of Infamy gimmick long gone. The Enforcer of uh, of the Judgment Day is here, and I, I love everything about Damien Priest. In this uh I didn't feel like he had as much of an opportunity to shine uh compared to everyone else. I think him and Johnny maybe had the least shine from this entire thing.
3: Um but yeah, once everybody was out and uh Tez was the uh last remnant before we went we got down to this one on one match, we uh we uh we had some worrisome looks from people before there was shenanigans let's say
2: duly noted
0: fantastic performance by all men's considered as well but we see that montez ford is in the last three with seth rollins and austin theory but ultimately is succumb to a curb stomp, sort of on the outside portion of the ring and ends up being pinned and eliminated Tez just sort of lying there for a moment ends up a small sort of break in the action as some WWE officials tend to Tez to try to get him out of the chamber. But in the lieu of the chamber being opened and shenanigans ensue, none other than social media influencer himself, Logan Paul, makes an entrance, jumps into the chamber, hits Seth Rollins, who's been having a verbal spat. With on social media, as well as had the interaction in the Royal Rumble, Logan Paul hits the buckshot lariat onto Seth and hits a stomp to add insult to injury, which ultimately leads Seth being eliminated by Austin Theory, who retains the United States Championship with a little bit of shenanigan help
2: from what seemingly was a heel motivated Logan Paul
3: yeah i uh we 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 had this conversation during the match like obviously uh tez
1: took that bump and uh there was no x thrown up uh he had people come in and everybody was like oh and giving him a stand they know for being able to stand up and stuff like this here i think that is a testament to his selling and the brutality of the match and the fact that nobody really paid a second thought as to what it might mean for an individual to be taking so long to uh, get out of this chamber. The door being opened, um, uh, now, don't get me wrong, I am so thankful that it it, it is not a serious injury, uh, that it doesn't seem like Tess is hurt. I was, for a moment, brought into the product and went, oh my goodness, I hope he's okay, please don't, Uh, please don't have him be injured and then i realized what this whole thing was for logan paul needed a way to get into the ring and what better way to get into the ring than to have that door open for an extended period of time and make a scene of it he gets in in the confusion there's no dq hits his stuff helps austin retain i think it was it was absolutely brilliant and we had this conversation uh pt and i about the, uh, the effectiveness of these celebrities that come in. In recent years, people like Bad Bunny and Logan Paul have come in and they have been taught sequences of events for, for, uh, for their matches initially. But we've heard from people in the business that, uh, you know, that these guys are really, really talented. Bad Bunny and Logan Paul have shown such good aptitude for the business that they learn the actual basics and the abilities and they're able to actually string these things along. So the fact that you see Logan Paul come in and naturally take to being a heel, like he naturally took to that. There's no prompting. There's no nothing. That's him just knowing that this is how he has to act. He's not trying to get the crowd onside because for the last few months, Seth has been going babyface. We've seen that. We've known that. It's hard to ignore. So Logan knows exactly how to hit the beat and did exactly what he needed to do. Hung on to that uh, elimination chamber door afterwards, you know, just swinging on it, cackling, and and I think he did a fantastic job. You might not like the guy, but I love the character.
3: I think he's great.
0: I gotta be honest with you. Some folks may not be familiar or have these sort of outside folks, shall we say, come in and sort of be popular with them. That notwithstanding the likes of you mentioned, a bad bunny and Logan Paul whether you're familiar with them or you like them or not, have shown are two phenomenal cases of just getting in there, uh, having an interest, putting in work, being able to showcase that, hey, they can do something that's, you know, relatively serviceable. You know, taking nothing away from previous celebrities like a a Snooki had a WrestleMania match or, you know, for some older fans, you know, Mr. T had a uh, early WrestleMania match as well. So you know, these were different times, these sort of different investment, different athletes or of sort of athletic nature. But again, he just came in as just owning it. And Mr. Logan Paul is a very divisive person uh, from coming into uh, the world of wrestling and the WWE as an outsider per se. We usually like our own folks who sort of earn their way or kind of come up naturally. So not always fan of the celebrities coming in to do shows that notwithstanding but you got to give the guy the credit that he's he's playing it up he's he's putting in work he's just being athletic and and land stuff and working with what he's kind of given and honestly some folks say that sort of his demeanor even though he may be sort of a nice guy but sort of plays in the situation as a natural heel and he played up to it and it's looking like we're leading on our way to a Seth Rollins and Logan Paul matchup, possibly in Mania. So a lot of, a lot of moving parts, but I'll wind down here by saying, even with that sort of surprise piece and the whole storyline with Montez Ford, bring it home by just saying, again, might have been not the sort of runaway in terms of what was in your heart, but on the stat sheet, on the scorecard, hot diggity, this was Definitely a match of the night contenders, so fantastic job by everyone involved for making this work, and we see ultimately Austin Theory retains, and fast forward to the press conference, we see Austin Theory laying down an open challenge, which bef- like the before mentioned earlier, who comes up later on, but Edge seemingly answers the open challenge call, so we'll see if that is definitely set for this upcoming week but final thoughts on the matchup itself joker
1: i thought it was a bunch of fun uh i thought the ending was probably going to divide an awful lot of people uh but there are particular individuals that i think this match was going to benefit and uh, the people who it was going to benefit have all benefited um wee bit disappointed in the fact that. uh we didn't get to see more of Priest. I thought Priest was maybe, like I said before, a little bit outshone here. Um but uh the fact that I got one of my guys, Bronson Reed, to get that big shine. Love that for him. Big Tez getting all this, like we we, we joked about it, but um we we really should have kept a socket counter because that man was trying out for the the DX varsity squad um as soon as he got out of his pod he was hitting suckets uh, as soon as he hit anything for like the next few minutes he was hitting suckets so uh if anybody has the accurate count please let me know down in the comments because like i just i have to know otherwise i'm going to have to go back and watch it and kind and just uh, appease that myself um and then austin yes uh, apart from his uh his own uh carmela impression uh I, I felt like he did really really well um and uh, obviously benefited the most. Even in the press conference, I thought that uh, uh, Austin did really well. I thought he was, uh, yet again, um, hearkening back to comments that we made like about him ages ago. Take that phone away, take that crappy gimmick of him always wanting to take selfies and stuff and and, and let him flourish as a hate. And I think just because they've done that and they took the, the title away from him the first time and they gave it back to him, I think he has become an even better character than before. And uh, I love to see it for him.
0: Agreed. Definitely some maturation and growth on Austin Theory's behalf. And I felt, honestly, with solid win for him. And let's we'll see kind of what happens next for Austin Theory. So uh, those were our thoughts on the men's elimination chamber match. Let us know down in the comment section below on YouTube or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram
2: and let us know what your thoughts were on Austin Theory. Retaining the United States championship. All right. Coming up to the main
0: event. Oh, hot diggity. The number one in your hearts. Pulling on your heartstrings. Number one in your program. We see Roman Reigns defending his undisputed WWE
2: Universal Championship against the hometown boy, Sammy Zane. Gotta say, folks have followed us here at K Fab Council. No, we were
0: invested in this story and looking forward to this matchup here, as were folks in Montreal and a lot of folks in the wrestling world. I'll just kick off into it as the gentlemen make their way entering the arena here and we set up for the announcements the pop for Sami Zayn when he comes out and then the subsequently announced the proverbial roof came off the arena and I have to say the nature of Roman getting booed and subsequent FU Roman chants during his announcements in the early portion of the match was absolutely impeccable by a hot Montreal crowd. We get a slow start of the matchup here for roughly five minutes time, give or take. The men just stare off and look at each other and it's just absorbing the hot reaction from this crowd here in Montreal. It's just incredible. But once they end up touching here, slow start like I mentioned to quell the crowd, Roman hitting some shots on Sammy and just keep cutting them off. Roman playing to the crowd. At one point, Roman begins jawing at Sammy's wife at ringside. Joker and I were absolutely convinced that we were going to have Sammy's wife slap Roman at one point. We were hoping and praying. They went outside by them a little bit here and there, but it ultimately did not come to fruition. After that, we see Sammy end up getting after some hope spot, kissing his wife to a huge pop, you gotta love to see it right there. Some action back in the ring, exploder into a superman punch, into a haluva kick from Sammy, only gets a two count, and the crowd, like I said, dying record, but here just going absolutely crazy the entire length of this match. Sammy ends up dodging a spear from Roman on the outside, and Roman goes barreling through the barricade, Back in the ring, blue thunderbomb, but only gets a two count once again. And here we have the next chapter of the match. The ref bump into Haluva kick on Roman. But we see Sammy getting the visual pin. One, two, three with no ref in sight. Ultimately, here we see as shenanigans ensues as Jimmy Uso interferes, hits Sammy with some super kicks and an Uso splash. We get a second referee come down, running down the ramp and sliding into the ring, but only for a two count as the crowd goes absolutely ballistic when Sammy kicks out. Further down, we get Jimmy distracting Sammy. hits him with a kick where we see Roman hits a spear for another very close two count. And again, crowd erupts when Sammy. Towards the end of the match, we see Sammy slaps Roman roman accidentally hits the second referee with a superman punch then sammy hits roman then roman hits sammy and then both men are down as if you think it couldn't get any much more hectic towards the end we see hayman gets roman a chair and then of all people jay Uso himself gets into the ring roman then hands jay the chair but a conflicted Jay stands there, not knowing exactly what to do. Roman wondering why Jay is not doing anything takes a chair from Jay and then proceeds to pie face Jay a couple of times. Sammy goes for a spear on a distracted Roman, but accidentally hits Jay with the spear. But then we see Roman wails on Sammy with a chair multiple times. In the finish of the matchup, Roman hits a spear on Sammy gets
2: three count to a deflated Montreal crowd.
3: Yeah. It, it, that whole recap, I you, you can, honestly, if you haven't seen this match, you need to watch
1: the match. Uh, if you are listening to this podcast and you haven't watched Elimination Chamber, I question why you're listening to this podcast, but, you know, fair enough. Um, I do think that you need to kind of watch this through the lens of what can happen to make Sami a bigger, uh, a bigger star. my PT mentioned it there, uh, I, I, I did suggest that the Sami's uh, wife needs to give Roman a good slam because I think that that would be uh, great. I also feel like it would have erupted the entire, the entire place in Montreal because we could have played it off and we 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 got we got a nice wee spot where Sammy rushes to his wife and gives her a big kiss you know i'm off, you know uh i'm not a romance person but you know aww. uh but if we had a had, Sammy's wife slap Roman after he was beating her husband in front of her she slaps him and he goes to obviously don't you know he goes to hit her or or grab her or do anything and sammy Gives him a, a good right hook and not, knocks him the hell down, and then kisses the wife. I think that, like, there'd have been a huge, big, massive uh, eruption pop. That's just me nitpicking, um, mainly because, you know, uh, Joker hates love. But we have some more spots in the match that I super enjoyed. And one of those spots was the random wandering in of Jay uh to this match. Uh you mentioned obviously that the the chair was slid into uh the big dog the head of the table uh the oossiest of usos um and jay just kind of wanders in like he just kind of walks he's not really looking at Roman or anything. he's just not looking at Sam he either just walks and he stood there and Roman's like hell are you doing and I was saying this to you while we were doing it's like oh we're gonna we're gonna redo the spot from the rumble. We're doing the we're doing the spot. He hands him the chair. Roman turns around. Jay's holding the chair. And he doesn't do it. And then he takes the chair off and immediately and Pi faces him. And you seen just before Sami uh Sami hits Jay, you've seen Jay do what Sammy did. Sammy in the original spot stood defiant against Roman in that little in that little area of uh of the should I or shouldn't I sort of moment and I'd mentioned in uh, in our discussions after that is that Jay saw an awful lot of what he couldn't do in the moments leading up to the formation of the bloodline and this was what I saw I saw I saw Sammy and his acknowledgement of Jay being able to empower Jay give him the power to stand up and See if his family. This whole story is just a whole bunch of fun. I love it. I think it's great. Some people, it might not be to their tastes, might be a bit convoluted, might be a bit too long. To them, I say, go away. I don't care about you. So, we have this absolutely fantastic spot,
3: and I love it, and then Jay gets knocked out of the ring. Like, oh. And then the end of the match. And the air gets sucked out of the arena. There's two things that you really don't want to see whenever you are finished your match. And it's people leaving the arena before you've even finished your match and people not reacting to your match at all. This was kind of in the camp of a non reaction for me. People were aghast, sure, but there was no booing for a few seconds there was no outrage
1: there was no anything it was just sort of a vacuum appeared a vacuum of any knowledge as to what's going on why did you do this what's happened there you know am i missing something have i just sort of whatever
3: and this is the reason why the match isn't match of the night for me it felt like Not enough was done in order to set up this win for Roman. It just didn't seem. I know it sounds really stupid. Didn't seem there was enough shenanigans. You know what I mean. But it's happened. It's there. It's done. And uh, I guess his next opponent is Cody.
2: I'm picking up what you're throwing down. I gotta say.
0: Before I share my thoughts, I gotta say the nature of Sammy and Roman just appealing to a hot crowd listening and reacting to what was going on. Roman uh, doing sort of a lot of jaw jacking and, and playing off of Sammy, but then also playing off the crowd, I think was just done really, really well. So kudos to Roman as well as Sammy for in this. And these guys just Proved that Sammy may not have gotten a ton of chances to sort of be in an upper card place before, but this definitely showed the the pacing and sort of the way they sort of st- told the story. You can buy Sammy as a credible main event that people can get behind. So I thought the the, the match was, the story of it was was phenomenal. But then you mentioned the last part there where you were saying you didn't feel like there was enough shenanigans. I I was getting a little bit of the idea. Like I had mentioned during the discussion of the match itself, I'm like, all right, there's going to be at least one ref bump, which I think was my exact verbiage,
3: mm-hmm. but
0: definitely sort of, it came in a chapter and I was like, okay, so first ref bump. And then like, I called it, like I saw it sort of. And that's when Sammy gets that visual three count with no ref type of thing. So at least he, has that sort of spoken to he can be like well if there was a ref I had you you know hook line and sinker and then we get that second ref and it almost looks as if there was a point where they might have missed the knockdown but just got out of the way of referee Ryan Tran but then ultimately got there again so we had a second uh, ref a bump there to down him and then that's when the interference by Jimmy came in and just did a quick spot, boom, hits him down, kick out, had a little distraction piece. Roman hits him, Sammy with a spear, and then the kick out once again. But I'll agree, like this interesting nature of Jay kind of coming in, he just sort of kind of rolls into the ring, stands there in between. Does that little mirror spot or the, or the retelling or the rehashing a little bit of now this is Jay in the position of trying to be defiant, but he's also conflicted. Like you said, so they're trying to sort of play that up, and you know, ultimately, Jay, whether he has conflicted feelings or ultimately just didn't know what to do in the moment, as we talked about before, him just always thinking of the family being that one to sort of be that kind of rock and always kind of be the defender and stuff like that, but ultimately conflicted. He just doesn't know what to do, so he's just sort of passive and then accidentally gets hit by Jay excuse me Jay ultimately accidentally gets hit by Sammy and that's the end sort of his story in the matchup in the sequence so we get to finish shortly thereafter so I'll agree it was a way to sort of sneak in some dissension of not trustworthiness from Jay to a Sammy one could argue you can make you can make the story work but yeah, I honestly I'll agree to bring it home. I felt like I wanted more shenanigans. I really did during during the matchup. Yeah.
1: I'll agree. And it, it's not something that you would kind of like want anybody to to sort of admit to. Like we hit shenanigans. Like we just complained uh not 20 30 minutes ago about Brock mule kicking Bobby. Like we were disappointed with that. Like and 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 the comments, people people are sat there listening, just going, please just make up your effing mind, boys? Like, do you just want shenanigans or do you just not? With the Brock and Bobby match, it didn't make sense. We wanted big meaty men slapping me. That's the biggie dream. Like, by the way, I want biggie back. Like, if, if it's not evident how many times I've referenced him tonight, I need him back in my life. So anyway, um whenever it comes to this match, you called out there's going to be at least one ref bump and i was like 100 percent. There's going to be at least one or two like it, they need to have the ref bump here uh we'll get all that stuff and we completely agreed on that and we then called out that it's going to be a ref bump it's going to be jimmy and solo coming down and then there'll be another ref bump and then you know kevin will chase off jimmy and jimmy and uh solo and then After that second ref bump, Jay'll come out, and then they'll do some shenanigans, and then that'll be the choice, and then we'll do this, and then and we were we were sort of while watching it, booking this and and saying this is what's gonna
3: happen, and it sort of played out like that. But it's almost like it just didn't it just wasn't satisfying. And that was the whole ending to the match, and why it was deflated, because It just wasn't satisfying i don't know i don't know what it was
2: i think honestly sort of playing it back in my
0: mind i felt like the shenanigan portions of the second ref bump into sort of the j sequence like we was the vehicle to just kind of all right distraction boom spear end like there wasn't this Sometimes we get, in big matches, a closing sequence where you're just like, oh, like, near fall, this, that, and a third, and kind of just boom, you know, counter, 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 big move, oh, and then that's the end, like, you get the sequence. Ultimately, we had these insane crowds, we had this kick-outs, we had these sort of moves spaced out. So when we ultimately got to that last portion j portion boom spear one two three it just kind of ended without sort of a, a large flourish i think is where we're maybe thinking as opposed to kind of all right tremendous ending sequence you know last two or three minutes or high octane the of third and then boom we get the we get the decision so i feel like maybe that's what you and i are thinking of
1: possibly i feel like that's the only the only other thing like yeah but i mean it's also the fact that we're doing this straight after the event, you know. I it's it's now, you know, coming up to half past six in the morning. I am tired and I'm and my thoughts are all over the place. Maybe I'm just deflated because i um, I just need to go and sleep and then watch the end of it again. But yeah, um, all in all, honestly, I I thought this was a really good premium live event for WWE. I can't question anything out of. You know, at least most of these matches, Rock and Bobby need to do better. But, um, you know, I thought it was still super, super good. And and it wasn't even the end of of the things going on in this uh, premium live event at all.
0: It was not. We see after Roman gets the three count on Sami Zayn and wins and retains the undisputed WWE Universal Championship post-match jimmy comes back in and beats down sammy with some punches but who do we hear but the absolute legend himself hometown boy as well kevin owens comes out to make the save ko takes out jimmy and then goes for roman hits a stunner on roman then hits a stunner on jimmy and then we see a hitting ko himself hitting a pop-up powerbomb onto jimmy through the announce table KO then goes and grabs a chair, and then futilely, Heyman tries to stop Kevin Owens with some punches to his back. It has no effect. His HP meter didn't even go down 1%. And then we see Paul try to beg off, but ultimately gets hit with a stunner for his trouble. KO standing in between Roman and Sammy then steps aside lets Sammy hit Roman with a haluva kick to appease the crowd. And ultimately as KO leaves the ring and Sammy standing there enjoying the adulation of the crowd, Sammy feeling slightly defeated, but soaking in the insane response once again from this hot
2: Montreal
1: crowd. Yeah, it was definitely, uh, uh, it was definitely something done to appease people. Um,
3: the, the the question is why wasn't KO out earlier? Um, yeah, I mean that that that
1: maybe would have stepped the shenanigans in the wrong way for uh for Sammy. Um, I feel like it's it's a good spot that KO even came out at all. Uh, and uh, yeah, the <laughs> laughing out loud at the uh, at the Paul Heyman trying to trying to beat beat up K.O. and going, I've always loved you, I don't love Roman, screw him, I want to be with you, and you're like... <laughs> I love Paul Heyman, He's so good. This is the first time I honestly, in my long-term in my long, in my long uh, term memory, or short-term memory, whatever it is not functioning right now, um, of Paul even remotely getting physical with any talent in the ring, and then taking a stunner for his troubles, um, I know he's been attacked, but this is the first time it's been like a case of he's actively gone in, especially for Roman to try and uh, to try and help. Um yeah, I-, I thought the uh the Peric victory won here for uh, for Sami was a nice token
3: gesture. Um but what could have been what uh
1: Imagine the pop that could have been from Montreal heard all around the world
3: if Sammy had have just hit that pin one two, three and uh become the new undisputed w w e universal champion
2: agreed very
0: quickly that Paul Heyman does not get physical very often, but when he chooses, it does have a little bit more impact, so k o getting a little shine there but All the what-ifs, like we mentioned, this was the match that was number one in our hearts, maybe not number one in the scorecard, but man, I couldn't have said it better myself. The what-if of the roof going off in Montreal in that arena, if Sami Zayn ultimately won. Hometown boy Ariel Hawani mentioned during the broadcast that it had been Roughly 30 years since 1993 that the city of Montreal has had a championship. So, potentially all the what ifs, but on tonight's docket, it just wasn't meant to be. But I gotta say, the post match sequence of just giving Sammy the ring and ultimately he got a little bit of heat back, but at least he was able to soak in uh, one last huge reaction from the crowd in Montreal being put in the main event of a pay per view, which. To be fair, if you asked folks a year ago when Sammy was still doing the conspiracy theorist gimmick, if you were gonna say that Sami Zayn would main event pay-per-view just before or even close to WrestleMania, and folks would be absolutely thousand percent invested and hyped and wanting to see him win, not many people would even consider that a possibility, but we just proved here that in the right circumstances. And under good storytelling, you can create stars and you can make someone that may have been potentially thought
2: not quite as the guy, potentially be on the cusp
3: of being the guy. 100% agree. All right, as we get
0: into the quick final thoughts here, Joker, I'll say with Asuka winning the A little bit of a muddy finish between Brock and Bobby. The Grit Couple winning their matchup against Judgment Day. Austin Theory retaining. Sammy unfairly, possibly losing to a Roman here. Do you see potentially anything for any of those folks coming up in the near future as a possibility?
1: Honestly, I think there's a run back for Bobby and Brock. There's definitely a run back there um we could possibly see some uh some uh progress on the edge front at the very least i'm not sure we'll see much of beth i think she is uh less of a less of an active combatant these days and this is one of her few matches that we'll see for her for a while um as for the men's elimination chamber uh participants i just want to see big things for bronson Reed and damian priest and I hope we do not have to wait very long to see Tez uh back into the um uh back into the solo uh solution shenanigans. Obviously Dawkins as well. I I don't want them to break up a street profits. I want them to be able to do this uh together and separately. Um I don't need them to break those two apart. Um
3: Asuka obviously Future
1: is bright for for Asuka. It always has been. She's the first woman to win the Royal Rumble, the Money in the Bank, and the Elimination Chamber match. uh Which we found out earlier on today. Um, she has won a lot of titles, and I feel like she is the one to do it at WrestleMania. Uh, is to win, uh, is to win the Raw Women's uh, title. From a Bianca. But she has that John Cena plot armor. So uh that'll be very difficult to overcome. But if anybody can do it, it is the Empress of Tomorrow. It is Kana, it is Asuka. So I will uh, I will hopefully see that for um for Sami though. I feel like the stage has been set for a unified Uso. Uh unified Uso tag team. Uh, to come back together, any doubts I ever unfounded have um, been maybe brushed away by Jay, and uh, we'll see a tag team match between uh, the Usos and KO and uh, Mister Sami Zayn. um But yeah, for Roman, we obviously know his next his next uh, port of call at WrestleMania, but um. Yeah, I don't I don't know. At this point in time I need to spend more time digesting what's going on. And I'm just ignoring Brock and Bobby because less said about that. I was looking forward to that match so much. And that is the one that I've been digesting the most because I'm so disappointed by it. So two of my favourite uh big hoss guys and they just kinda get completely trashed on by whatever anywho um yeah that's that's my thoughts on on the whole thing i think i feel like you know maybe that'll change come monday whenever we see what happens at raw uh if there's any future endeavors
3: being signed on to um to uh, to change the landscape of the storylines
2: fair play i'll probably just
0: agree very quickly that I feel like Asuka has a strong chance to potentially just taking the title off of Bianca so uh, they'll have a fun kind of match up there be hard hitting and it could actually be a legitimately possibility that Asuka takes it for a little bit and, and has Bianca potentially change things up a little bit so I would just kind of be very very interested in that the possibility of a Bray facing a Brock or, or a Bobby to change things up a little bit is very intriguing, but I agree. I think in the moment it's a little sort of hazy about where we go next. Possibility of an Edge facing off against a uh, a Finn. There was very rumors here that it could be a, a Brood ed, Edge versus a, a Demon Finn Valor, but you even, we discussed it during the show that you made up a strong point how Ben would use the demon because he was a solo act, but now that he's got the backing of the judgment day, he may not need sort of to go to that super dark place to sort of empower himself. He's got the nature of friendship on his side, if you will, but I don't know kind of where we go with that. Austin Theory, I think this was a strong showing for him. Retaining definitely has a strong Rubsky for him has been illusions that he may end up facing a person who cannot be seen at a uh, showcase of immortals possibly but I felt like uh, he definitely has some room to grow and he's been tremendous so far and like you mentioned him dropping that sort of selfie sort of self-centered piece and feeling a little bit more natural heel is probably doing him well and then ultimately we know Roman's path is on a collision course with the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. Sammy, where do we go from here? Rumblings of him teaming up with KO to face the Usos, but I don't know, man. Part of me and part of probably Montreal wouldn't be mad if he ends up being a triple-threaded mania.
1: We had this conversation, you I. Know, um... I am going to say I do not want a triple threat at Mania. I am probably one of the few people that do not want a triple threat at Mania. And I think that, honestly, it's better that it's not.
3: Will I be mad that it's a triple threat at Mania? Yes. Because I think yous are all forgetting that a triple threat
1: at Mania will just mean that you all are going to be mad when Cody wins.
3: So. If you could kindly stop trying to hurt yourselves, um, it would be great. For for just
1: one moment, remember that it's now Cody's time, and uh, Roman's time is done. I would have I would have happily seen uh, Sammy versus Cody at WrestleMania. I would have happily seen that, but I do feel like then all the work we did in uh, the Rumble to bring back Cody. It's completely undone uh, if there is a triple threat and all the work we're doing to uh, you know if, if Sammy wins and, and don't forget Roman will lose at Mania like I feel like that is a given but if we have Sammy in there and Sammy wins then what was the point in Cody winning the rumble it felt completely useless and if Cody comes in and he wins, well, what's
3: the point in adding Sammy to that, to that match? doesn't add anything. And it would just annoy people if he didn't. So, that's my thoughts
1: on it. You can continue to, to huff on the copium if you want. Um, but I just want you all to know that I am here for you. I completely understand. But it would just hurt more if it was a triple threat
2: a lot of emotions coming out of this pay-per-view
0: here and you can assure that we shared our thoughts and are looking forward to what's going to happen next with all the folks involved those were our thoughts on the elimination chamber matches here and the winners and what we think may or may not happen next let us know down in the comment section below on YouTube or hit us up on Twitter Instagram let us know what your thoughts are on
2: the elimination chamber all right that about wraps it up for us joker it's been
0: a little bit of a long one for us but i feel like that was a hot show we just watched
1: yeah uh kudos to you if you can spot the amount of times that i stifled yawns during this i wasn't bored i'm just really tired so thank you very much for this. Yeah, it was a super long one. Uh, like I, I honestly really enjoyed the the premium live event. I thought it was super good, the exceptions of the one match.
3: But uh, yeah, yeah, I can't
1: honestly wait for Mania now. Just six weeks away, and we've got, we've got a lot of uh, we've got a lot of options open for us. Um, as fans, it's gonna be good to see new champions crowned. It's gonna be good to see the end of stories. And um even though it, it's it's the one day past mania, I can't wait for that Raw after WrestleMania. Uh for the new crop of NXT uh people to be called up. If it's for things like uh, Carmelo Hayes that's uh that's sort of rumored to be getting called up. I please hope that he gets called up at Raw after WrestleMania. Um, and anybody else new um It could be debuting at WrestleMania, whatever have you. Uh, So the next six
3: weeks of uh, WWE television is going to be good. And uh, I'm looking forward to it.
2: Agreed. Decent pay-per-view. Sometimes
0: these kind of middle pay-per-views that aren't sort of the large tentpole ones can be occasionally disappointing. But this one, knowing the investment a lot of folks had, and at least one of the matches here helped garner a lot of interest and overall I thought it was just a fun show to watch. So Joker, I know it's been a little bit of a marathon for us, but I appreciate you hanging tough and sticking with me.
1: Look, if I mention that we should stay up and do this again, please point me to this moment in time and remind me of how tired I am and go, don't do it. It's a bad idea. So just just let me know that.
0: <laughs> Joker being in the UK for our sort of European fans, we know if you're gonna watch the show live, it's gonna start potentially around 1 a.m. and or later. So Joker, appreciate you being a trooper and thank you so much for hanging tough.
1: absolutely no problem,
2: buddy. Of course. Thank
0: you so much, brother. Alright, so for that, for TF Joker.
1: It's time to catch some Z.
0: And for me, pretty Tony, we thank you for your time, letting us be a part of your day, and remember. Be good to yourself, be good to each other, and we will catch you next time. Peace.